Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There has been no end of newspaper copy and podcast chat about the criminal cases against Donald Trump, four of them if you're keeping score. But we now know that within weeks, a special prosecutor will be announcing another historic indictment, not against Trump, but against Joe Biden's son, Hunter. The president's son is likely on track for a criminal trial as felony charges against him could be filed by the end of the month. Today, the exact charges the president's son would face were not immediately clear, but he has been under investigation in Delaware on gun and tax charges. Hunter Biden is catnip for the American right wing. He is proof, as they see it, of Biden family and deep state corruption. Just yesterday, egged on by the right wing of his party, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy announced an impeachment inquiry. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. McCarthy said the inquiry will look into the president and his family for evidence of corruption. And by family, we know he means Hunter Biden. Their suspicions and anger all seem to revolve around... Hunter Biden's laptop. A laptop. This laptop. It was a water-damaged laptop left and apparently forgotten at a computer repair shop. What did the computer repairman find? Well, quite a lot. With Democrats and Republicans as far apart as North and South and conspiracy theories rotting the debate, what on earth in the Hunter Biden laptop story is actually real? And what is fake news? And could any of it tank President Biden's re-election campaign? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Luke Jones. Today, the real story of Hunter Biden's laptop. I'm Gabriel Gatehouse, and I was formerly at the BBC. I did a big podcast series called The Coming Storm, and now I'm an independent journalist. And one who has been following all of the conspiracy theories that have grown in the US of yeah, recent not years. Not all of them. No one's got time for that, but, but some of them. Yeah. Weirdly, some people have. <laughs> um, what about the Hunter Biden story? When did you first come across 
him in that world. So it was in the aftermath of the 2020 election and I was following this movement around America called Stop the Steal. It was this mm. kind of nascent, this is pre-storming of the Capitol. And it was this nascent movement that was saying that the Joe Biden victory wasn't real and Trump had won 2020. And I was going around from Arizona to Georgia, following these people and eventually Washington. And I was actually looking into this conspiracy theory called QAnon, which we won't go into, but it's basically the theory that America is ruled by a cabal of Satan-worshipping paedophiles mm. and that Hillary Clinton is kind of at the head of it, but all Democrats and Hollywood and the Justice Department, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of getting very interested in this and it was taking out a lot of bandwidth. And I'm at a protest, I think, in Atlanta outside the Georgia state capitol. And this woman comes up to me and goes, hey, what do you know about Hunter Biden and his laptop? And I'm like, well, what should I know? Oh, well, you know, there there was intimations that there was uh, child porn on there. And basically that the laptop demonstrated that the Biden family was, quote unquote, a crime family. And I was just like, not another conspiracy theory. I just I don't have the bandwidth for this. So I just ignored it. Right. So that was my first. I was just like, do you know what? I, I'm just not even going to mm. just know. And we'll get into how that particular conspiracy theory shakes down in a minute. But in terms of the here and now, Hunter Biden is actually in quite a, a complicated situation, legally speaking. What is actually happening with him at the moment? Yeah, so it turned out that my ignoring it was a bit of a mistake. So as so often with things that you mm. ignore, but you know you just can't go for everything. So... Hunter Biden was at the time actually already under investigation over his tax affairs mainly. And that investigation has come to a sort of head the month before last. And his team of lawyers had agreed a plea deal with prosecutors whereby he would plead guilty to some fairly minor tax charges, misdemeanor charges, and charges over illegal possession of a handgun, he would get let off with a slap on the wrist in return for broad immunity for any other things that people might be looking into. Now, at the end of July... This was supposed to be a done deal, right? It was all going to go away. At the end of July, this plea deal collapsed because the prosecutors said they hadn't realised the scope of the immunity that they were effectively offering Hunter Biden. And as a result of that thing collapsing, the whole case of Hunter Biden and everything that was on this laptop that I heard about (laughs) is now back in play, just as his father is running for re-election. And back in play, potentially in a courtroom, another trial to add to our diary of trials. Right. So we're possibly looking at a prospect of a sitting president running for re-election while his son is on trial on tax charges, corruption charges, possibly, Mm. and running against a man who is himself on trial on various different charges, which we're not going to go into today, but there's a kind of whole other podcast or several in that. There's a current Department of Justice investigation into your finances. Yep. What is it about? Can you say anything more? I can't, but I can say this, is I'm cooperating um, completely. And I am absolutely certain, 100% certain, that at the end of the investigation, that I will be cleared of any wrongdoing. You're 100% certain? I'm 100% certain. 
let's flesh out exactly who Hunter Biden is, because he's had quite a, a troubled life, is that fair to say? Yeah, so Hunter Biden is the younger son of President Joe Biden. He was in a car crash when he was a child, a young child, with his mother and brother and sister. And his mother and sister died in that car crash. So that th- th- there's childhood trauma right there. And then in 2015, his brother Bo, whom he always looked up to, who was kind of always the golden child of the family, the one who was destined for public service while Hunter was kind of doing business deals, uh, he dies of brain cancer. And... Around this time, his life really spirals out of control, and he's talked about this himself. He struggles with alcohol and drug addiction. Hunter says he was binge drinking vodka so heavily that his father intervened. He came to my apartment one time, and this was when he was still in office as vice president. And so he kind of ditched his Secret Service, figured out a way to get over to the house. And I said, what are you doing here? He said, honey, what are you doing? I said, Dad, I'm fine. He said, you're not fine. And yeah, this is the background to this whole story. Did you say your da- you and your dad talk every night? Every night, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because he's lost. Because uh, he, like me, uh, knows what it's, not, what it's like not to be able uh, to pick up the phone and talk to your son. And he almost lost you. Yeah, yeah. And yet, despite all of those troubles, hasn't been wanting for work. He's had a career. I mean, he's the son of one of the longest running senators in the United States, Joe Biden, senator for Delaware before he was vice president and then Mm. president. Like, these kids don't want for work, right? So Hunter Biden went into lobbying, essentially, and he made a lot of money as a lobbyist. And, of course, he's very well connected. And is this where the early accusations came from, I guess, especially from Donald Trump about what Hunter Biden was doing in his business and how that related to his father's position and his father's access. Right. So in 2014, Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian gas company, which itself, like every Ukrainian gas company, was mired in corruption allegations. Basically, that the Ukrainian gas business is one of the most corrupt anywhere in the world. You can't really be in the Ukrainian gas business, or at least you couldn't back then, without being involved in corruption somehow. And so in 2014, Hunter Biden joins the board of this company. With the Democratic primary smoke starting to clear for Joe Biden, President Trump has stated he will bring up Biden's Burisma problem as often as he can on the campaign trail. A problem, says President Trump, that neither the Bidens nor the Democrat Party have answers for. What did he do to deserve it? What did he do with Burisma to deserve $183,000? None of that is true. Not an answer. None of that is true. Oh, really? He didn't do Mr. President, Mr. President, please. Totally discredited. 
What the Trump camp was trying to prove was that Joe Biden, while he was vice president of the United States, had pressurized the then president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko, to fire a prosecutor who was looking into corruption allegations against that company on which Joe Biden's son Hunter was on the board. Look at Joe Biden. He calls them and says, don't you dare prosecute if you don't fire this prosecutor. The prosecutor was after his son. And he said, if you fire the prosecutor, you'll be okay. Yeah. And if you don't fire the prosecutor, we're not giving you $2 billion in loan guarantees or whatever he was supposed to give. So Trump and his team are alleging that President Biden got a Ukrainian state prosecutor fired because he was investigating Burisma. And we should say Biden did get this prosecutor fired. He's spoken himself about this. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. But Joe Biden was acting alongside European allies when he did this. And it was because this state prosecutor wasn't hard enough on rooting out corruption and wasn't going after corrupt Ukrainian politicians. But nonetheless, Trump can't get this out of his head. And Gabriel, we then get to the point where you have Donald Trump in in a phone call, which we've heard, um, trying to then pressurise the next Ukrainian president, President Zelensky, into what exactly? Looking into that. That's right. And that was the phone call that Donald Trump described as having done nothing wrong, that it was a perfect phone call. But, you know, the readouts from it certainly looked like he was using the power of his office to pressurise another head of state to investigate his political rivals back home, which, of course, would be illegal and hence the impeachment proceedings. We do have breaking news tonight, a deeply divided moment playing out in American history as we come on the air. President Trump has just been impeached on both Article 1, abuse of power, and on Article 2, obstruction of Congress. It is tragic that the president's reckless actions make impeachment necessary. He gave us no choice. Democrats charged the president abused his power to manipulate the 2020 election, withholding nearly $400 million in military aid and the promise of a White House visit to pressure Ukraine to investigate one of his chief political rivals, former Vice President Joe Biden. That was the heart of the impeachment, the first impeachment of Donald Trump was the president of the United States trying to pressurize another head of state mm. into investigating his political rival. And people around Donald Trump became quite obsessed with trying to prove that this was a legitimate line of inquiry. So you've got a situation where Donald Trump thinks he's about to uncover some corruption on the part of the Biden family and ends up pressuring President Zelensky into looking into this. But it backfires on him, as, as you say, because he then gets impeachment proceedings against him. So you'd think that was where Team Trump say, OK, we'll leave this be. <laughs> Too much trouble for us. That's really not Team Trump style, is it? Um, no. So right, you're right to say it blows back on him massively instead of 
finding dirt on his opponent, he ends up impeached. But just weeks before the 2020 election, Trump and his team are given this extraordinary gift, this apparent gift, Mm. a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop. How did they get their hands on it? Okay, so it's we have to go back a year. It's 2019 in Delaware, which is Joe Biden's home state. And there's a man called John Paul MacIsaac. He runs a little computer repair shop in Delaware. And he's preparing to go home. It's dark outside. He's just about to shut up shop. But he suddenly sees the front of his shop is illuminated by the swing of a car headlight that pulls up outside his shop. And a man gets out. And he comes into the shop and he's got three damaged laptop computers. He looks a little the worse for wear, according to JP. That's the Mm. the guy's nickname. He smells of alcohol a bit. Maybe he's been drinking. So he asks the guy's name and the guy says, Hunter. And when he's like, last name, the guy says to him like, Biden, as if, like, the yeah. I'm Hunter Biden, right? The biggest political family in the state. And this is Biden country. As this you is say. Biden country, right? So, so now, uh, you know, JP knows who, he's, knows who he's dealing with and he gets to work on this computer. He manages to extract a copy of the hard drive from the damaged computer, which has had liquid spilt on it, and copy it over onto a, an external hard drive. So he messages Hunter Biden and says, hey, I'm done. You can come and pick up your hard drive. I've managed to save the contents of it for you. You're welcome to come and pick it up anytime. But Hunter never shows. So uh, what's going on at the time in Hunter's life? This is 2019. He's still kind of in the grips of his alcohol and drug addiction that he's talked about. His life has fallen apart. His marriage has fallen apart. And... Two weeks after he drops off this damaged laptop, his father, Joe, announces that he's running for president of the United States. So at this point, JP, the laptop repair guy, goes, oh, all this stuff that I've seen on this laptop, that could be quite big, quite valuable. And what has he seen on this laptop, he says? Well, he's seen a lot of porn. And and not just any old porn, right? This is homemade stuff starring Hunter Biden. But JP's seen a lot of other people's laptops, right? So he's seen a lot of stuff and he figures it's not his business. But he's also seen emails and documents relating to Hunter Biden's business dealings. And we're coming up to this impeachment trial in the Senate, stuff about Ukraine. And so JP feels like the FBI should get a copy of this. So he calls the FBI. They come over. They take away a copy of the drive. JP's watching the impeachment proceedings. He's watching Trump get hammered on this whole kind of Ukraine story and whether he improperly pressured President of Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. And he's thinking, at some point, right, the stuff on this hard drive has got to come up, but it never comes up. So he starts to think, and he's a Trump supporter, right? Mm. So he starts to think, okay, well, there's a cover-up going on here. Why is this, you know, I gave it to the FBI. This should be, you know, should be feeding in. So what does he do? He contacts somebody on Trump's team. He contacts Rudy Giuliani. 
Coming up, what does Rudy Giuliani do with this incredible gift? And what is actually on the laptop? Gabriel tells us what he saw when he got a copy of the hard drive himself. That's after a quick break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Gabriel, you were telling us about JP, the computer repairman from Delaware, who had a copy of the hard drive of Hunter Biden's laptop and had passed it on to Rudy Giuliani, of all people, Trump's personal lawyer at the time. And this is where we get into what's fake news, what's not fake news. At this point, the public don't know what's on the laptop, just your man JP and Rudy Giuliani do. And the first conspiracy theory that emerges, I guess, is that the CIA, the FBI, big tech, all conspired to make sure that the Hunter Biden laptop story stayed unknown to the public. To bury the story, which Rudy Giuliani and Trump's team were desperate to get out into the media to harm Joe Biden... Is that true? Well, that's a very good question. So what happens is this. So JP 
the laptop repair guy, he sends a copy of the drive to Rudy Giuliani. And Giuliani gives a copy of the drive to Steve Bannon. He ran Donald Trump's 2016 campaign. Steve Bannon is like the Svengali of the alt-right media, right? Yes. Who, who then came onto Donald Trump's team. And he, he was famous for saying about his political strategy, Democrats don't matter. The real opposition party in America is the media. And the way to deal with them is to flood the zone with shit. All right. So that's Steve Bannon. So Steve Bannon gets a hold of a copy of this drive and they look on the laptop, they find all this stuff, and then they try and get it into the media. Now, interestingly enough, they try a few outlets. For, they try apparently the Daily Mail mm-hmm. website because they get a lot of clicks. They're like, we need clicks. It's like two weeks out from the election. Yeah. The Daily Mail's like, oh, this looks suspicious to me. No, thanks. They try Fox News, Mm. pro-Trump generally. Fox News is like, this this stinks. I'm sorry, I'm not getting it. Then they go to the New York Post. And the New York Post, and should we say for sort of transparency... Uh, uh, Owned by the News Corp, company of the Times. Right, indeed. As is Fox News. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the Post, they get hold of the drive, they do some digging, and they run some stories. And the day the story comes, so it's two weeks out from the 2020 election, right? The day the story comes out, it's all over the front page of the New York Post. But of course, what matters is online. Mm. Facebook and Twitter censor the story, right? So Facebook, in their own phraseology, put in place measures to reduce its reach, which meant that they basically throttled its popularity on the newsfeed. Twitter outright basically blocked it and then locked the New York Post out of its Twitter account, right? They were just like, this is fake news. And I mean, t- to be fair, it looked like fake news, right? You've got, you've got to think about the background yeah. to this. The 2016 election, the Russians had been, you know, interfering, trying yeah. to interfere in the US presidential election. The social media companies had done very little to stop it. They were in the doghouse and they were thinking... We can't let this happen again. But this is a pretty wild overcorrection, though. Well, at this point, they're like, Mm. fake news. Is it fake news? We think it's fake news because there there were reasons for them to think it was fake news, which are that the FBI had gone to Facebook and said, look, we're expecting another Russian disinformation operation. Just be on the lookout. Then five days after the New York Post story, 50 senior spies, like heads of the National Security Agency, heads of the CIA, wrote a letter, a public letter, saying that this whole Hunter Biden laptop story, while they emphasised they didn't have any proof, said it bore all the hallmarks of a Russian information operation and that Americans should be very wary. So you've got the FBI saying, look out. Mm. You've got the CIA saying, looks like Russian fake news. You've got the source, right, which is Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, who's on record as saying, my strategy is to flood the zone with shit, right? (laughs) So no wonder people like me and Fox Mm. News, let alone the Washington Post and the New York Times, thought, okay, we're not touching this. So that's what happens. Is that a cover-up? Well... It could, I mean, the, the way I look at it now is that it's it's not a conspiracy in the sense that they got, like, the head of the FBI, the head of the CIA, all the editors of the newspapers and media companies together in a room and said, hey, look, we're going to pretend that this is all fake news. Yes. But there was a certain 
bias, let us say, yeah. on the part of all of these media companies for very understandable reasons that led them to believe that it was fake news. And the one really inconvenient fact is that the FBI had a copy of the drive mm. because the Mac repair shop guy had given it to them and they should have been in a position to say, actually, we think this is genuine. And in the fallout of all of this, then, I guess offshoot conspiracy theories can then absolutely abound because people can think, well, if they, you know, have possibly lied about a cover up of it, who knows what they're lying about on what's actually on the laptop itself. So the Gabriel Gatehouse of this world, I guess you have to go and try and find a copy of it and see actually what's on it and what's actually there. Which is exactly what I did. So what were people saying was on it and what did you actually find? Okay. So if you remember at the beginning, you know, I met this woman outside the Georgia state capitol in 2020 and she was a QAnoner, right? So she believed that the world was run by satanic paedophiles and, and she was like, you know, there's child porn on this thing. Yeah. I got hold of a copy of the laptop. I looked through, first of all, let's just dispense with the child pornography stuff. Yeah. I looked through every single picture. It's not there, mm. right? There, there is no child porn on there. Nothing even close. All mm. right. So that is absolutely fake news. Mm. Now the other stuff. Okay. So the central stories that came out in the weeks and days before the 2020 election in the New York Post were, they were twofold, really. One was about Ukraine. That was an email that had been sent from an executive at this Ukrainian gas company to Hunter Biden, thanking him for inviting him to Washington, D.C., and giving the opportunity to spend some time with his father. Just to decode here, this is 2015. His father is Joe Biden, and he's vice president of the United States. Okay, And, this and is, is that distasteful or criminal, or if that's on face value true? I don't think it's criminal. The thing was that Joe Biden had said he never discussed his business with his son. There's mm. a firewall between his son and his business, and he never met any of these people, right? Yeah. And then when they found this email... They were like, oh, actually, well, maybe he dropped in at the restaurant where they were having dinner, but it was to see somebody else. And this guy just happened to be there. Right. Mm. So it was all a little bit like, oh, OK, keep digging. Okay? Yeah. You know, it, it, it just it, it looked dodgy. Now, I'm not saying there was anything dodgy there and maybe that's all true. Mm. But as vice president of the United States, who is in charge of making American policy on Ukraine, if you're going to be meeting execs from big Ukrainian gas companies, that stuff should be logged, there should be officials there, and there should be notes of that, which there weren't, right? Yes. So so it looks bad, it looks dodgy. And it turned out that when he said there was a complete firewall between the vice president of the United States and his son's business dealings, well, well there wasn't. So the second big story that the New York Post did, and by the way, their reporting is excellent. Like the New York mm. Post, like people in the sort of broadsheet world have a slightly snooty opinion of the New York Post. Their reporting, I've been through it all, I've looked at the laptop, it's really on point. And yeah. they did a really good job at high speed under immense pressure. So just respect to them. Yeah. So the, the second story, there was an email that they found on the laptop and I checked and it's there which talked about a business deal, a joint venture that Hunter Biden and his associates were trying to do with a Chinese company that had links to the Chinese government. Mm. And there was an email that was from one of 
Hunter Biden's business partners to a bunch of other people, including Hunter Biden copied in, where they were proposing a division of shares mm -hmm. in this company, which would have been you know, multi-million dollars. Mm -hmm. And it goes something like 20% for H, 20% for H, whatever, then a few other people. And, and we assumed that H stood for Hunter. Yeah. And then right at the end, it goes 10 to be held by H for the big guy. Now, the big guy, the New York Post assumed, was Joe Biden. Hmm. One of Hunter Biden's business associates at the time, a guy named Tony Bobulinski, came out publicly when this came out and said Hunter Biden would frequently refer to his father as the big guy. And that in his mind, there was no doubt that the big guy stood for Joe Biden. Now, what we absolutely must say about this email is that this proposed venture never happened. It collapsed. The deal collapsed before it could happen. It happened in 2017 when Joe Biden was no longer in office. He was a private citizen. But in any case, there's no indication that Joe Biden made any money out of it. The deal collapsed. However, the deal collapsed not before Hunter Biden and his uncle, Jim, who is Joe's younger brother, made a few million dollars out mm. of it. So, Gabriel, if we just pause and see how all of this shakes down, we've, we've certainly got emails that we know exist on Hunter Biden's laptop, which suggest or, or point to the idea that at some point his father, Joe Biden, might have been in line for some shares in terms of some business dealing, even though that collapsed. There's an email which suggests that he might have taken part in meetings with some of Hunter Biden's people that he was trying to make business connections with. And we also know for certain that there isn't any child pornography on this laptop. Yeah. Take us into the, the big picture of what all of that means. Well, I, I think there's absolutely no doubt that Hunter Biden was leveraging his family connection, his family name, in order to do business. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was the chairman of the board of the UN World Food Program. I was a lawyer for Boyce, Schiller, Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. That's not illegal. It may be distasteful. It may not be an election-winning piece of information, but it's not illegal. The question is, and this is at the heart of the current investigations into Hunter Biden, is was Joe Biden aware and or benefiting directly from any of those business dealings? Now, there was nothing that I saw on the laptop that was a smoking gun on that, for yeah. sure, right? But then the special prosecutor, the special counsel, who's now going to be investigating Joe Biden, is going to do a much more thorough job of looking through that laptop. And even though we've heard that phrase a lot in relation to Donald Trump, in, in this context, when we say special counsel, special prosecutor, mm. what does that mean? How might that change things? So a special prosecutor, a special counsel, is somebody who is authorised to investigate a matter in which, under the normal rules of how justice works in America, 
there might be a conflict of interest, right? So the mm-hmm. Justice Department is appointed by Joe Biden. That you may perceive a conflict of interest if Joe Biden's Justice Department is investigating his son yes. uh, and any possible links to his business dealings. So you appoint a special counsel who is at arm's length from the Justice Department, although still answerable to them. And they have quite broad powers to investigate, to subpoena, to call witnesses, and to launch prosecutions in different states, right? Mm. So what this special counsel will be doing now is we'll be going through all of the material on the laptop. We'll be calling witnesses, Hunter Biden's business partners at the time, to testify and to talk about what was really going on. So that is what is currently happening to Hunter Biden as a result of this plea deal collapsing that we talked about. And what this does really is it ensures that the story of Hunter Biden and the suggestion that not only was he leveraging his father's name in a sort of slightly distasteful manner, but the suggestion that his father was in on it and therefore that the current president of the United States is corrupt, that story will go and run and run and run right up until next year's election. Which in a normal election, it is not ideal and you'd think could seriously damage... Not it. ideal for Joe Biden. It's yeah. ideal for Donald Trump. But for it to have an effect, Americans have to give a damn. And is there evidence that they care about this Hunter Biden story? Yes, there is. I mean, there's there's some recent polling that shows that 44% of Americans think that Biden definitely or probably did something illegal with regard to his son. Now, obviously, that belief is stronger amongst Republicans than it is amongst Democrats, but it's still there amongst Democrats. And what you see is that actually a majority of Americans now according to the latest polling, don't believe that either candidate, assuming that it's Trump and assuming that it's Biden, right? Mm. (laughs) A majority of Americans don't think that either of these two candidates is fit for office. So what has been the net result, not just of the Hunter Biden saga, but of all of this, this lawfare, if you like, between Democrats and Republicans, the impeachment, the double impeachment of Donald Trump, the Mueller inquiry into his campaign's links to Russia in 2016, etc., etc. What this has done, big, big picture, if you zoom out and you think it doesn't matter who wins the 24 election, Biden or Trump, doesn't matter. zoom out. The net result is that overall, Americans don't believe in their democracy anymore. Basically, half of Americans think that Donald Trump is an existential threat to their democracy. And the other half of Americans think that Joe Biden is corrupt and an existential threat and and that all the kind of the deep state Mm. is helping him stay in power and keep Donald Trump out. The net result is a catastrophic loss of faith in American democracy. You've got an impeachment Uh, simply because the craziest people on the back benches in the House of Representatives are demanding that Kevin McCarthy call for an impeachment. I mean, the the evidence is falling out of the woodwork here. We're seeing more and more and more in terms of Biden's uh, direct engagement. Impeaching a president with, you know, it's hard to even put your finger on what the allegations would be. Unless you've been living in your parents' basement, You can see, based on the evidence so far, that uh, President Biden was well aware 
uh, that his son was peddling influence and uh, aggressively enabled it. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Luke Jones, and my guest, freelance journalist and host of the BBC podcast series, The Coming Storm, Gabriel Gatehouse. This episode was produced by Taryn Siegel. The executive producers were James Shield and Kate Ford, and sound design was by Tom Birchall. If you insist on giving this a five-star review on whatever app you're listening to us on, I won't stop you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.